Welcome to the Faith Assembly Podcast. We're so glad that you've joined us today. It is our desire at Faith to help you connect, grow, and go in your walk with God. We hope you're encouraged by this message from Pastor Steve. We are in, we are in three of three of a series of messages entitled Sacred Trust. And today I'm going to select for a text Luke chapter 19, which is the recounting of Jesus' triumphal entry into the city. And if you're doing any kind of math and trying to fit pieces together in your head right now, you're going, okay, pal, well, let's see you pull this off. I know that today's message, if you've been following along, is about our talents and and giving our talents to the Lord and allowing him to use our talents. And how are you going to tie Jesus' triumphal entry into that? that well hang on hang on just a second um, first of all I want to set I want to set a little bit of a scene for you um, concerning the the triumphal entry of Jesus uh, as he is there preparing to descend the Mount of Olives and go into Jerusalem and face uh, the Passion Week and, and all of the things leading up to his crucifixion and subsequent resurrection and you know it's important that we contextualize right because this morning we're not standing on a Judean hillside we're standing at 5005 Corey Road Winterville North Carolina and we need to know what it may have been like to be there on that day just to just to understand a little bit of the scenery and the setting and and kind of the the tone and tenor of the of the occasion as Jesus is there and there are a multitude of people who are gathered around there let's see now pastor Trey if you got it if we were doing triumphal entry in 2022 let's see what you got let's let's see Uh uh-huh 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 yep it would, it would kind of get started a little bit like that. Okay, yeah, yeah, there we go, there we go. It would get started, it would, it would start like that. It would go, and there'd be a lady there and she would say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that when I was bound with seven demonic spirits, Lord, that you came and you spoke a word over my life and in an instant I was set free and made whole in the presence of my Savior. Somewhere in that crowd there'd be the voice of a little man who would say, Lord, I thank you that when the rest of the world thought I was too rotten to associate with, I had to hide up in a sycamore tree. But Lord, you came along one day and you looked up in that tree and said, there's a man I can use. There's a soul I can redeem. There's somebody that has a kingdom value and I'm calling it out right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for saving me. Mm. Somewhere in that crowd, there's somebody and they said, Lord, I thank you that when I was blind and I was groping through the darkness of this world, Lord, you spit in the dirt and you made a little mud. You made a little paste, Lord, and you put it on my eyes. And Lord, I was healed. I once was blind, but now in the name of Jesus, I can see again. Hey, somebody shout glory. Mm. Somewhere, 
somewhere there's a man and he says Lord I thank you that when I was crippled I had some friends with the tenacity and the strength of will who climbed up on the roof of the house where you were sitting and they tore the roof off and they let me down and in the name of Jesus I was made whole again I was able to take up my bed and walk out of that place healed by the power of God mm -hmm. Somewhere there's a lady in that crowd and she said, Lord, I was so sinful and undone. The rest of this world was ready to stone me. They had already written my death sentence and hung that moniker over my head. But praise God, when I fell at your feet, you said, let him who is without sin cast the first stone and all of my accusers left. And I stood before you, Lord, clean with my sins, washed white as snow, redeemed by the name of Jesus. I was there made whole for the first time in my life. Oh, I had been handled and I had been abused and I had been maligned by this world. But for the first time in my life, I knew what love was. Over to the side, there's a little family gathering. It's a man and his two sisters. Mm. And they got their praise on, boy. Mm. Hey! I thought that you were too late, but I found out that you are an old time God. Over and over again, that every time that I'm willing to push away from this world and spend time in your presence at your feet, it is time well spent. And then Lazarus said, Lord, I thank you that when I was so rotten that the rest of the world thought I was beyond resurrection, you called me out of that grave. Hey, you said let there be life and I was awakened again. Lord, I'll praise you with every breath that's in my body because you are my redeemer. You are my restorer. You are my reward, oh God. And I bless you. Come on, church. Give him praise in this place today. Mm, Jesus. Now let me tell you what's happening here. Mm -hmm. say pastor I've never been to a church and seen nobody behave like you are this is a little bit undignified you, you need to be a little more polished in your presentation and, and all these things you know what, what is happening here on this Judean hillside is a revival is happening there is a restoration that's beginning to take place. And you say, Pastor, how do you know that revival is happening here on that Judean hillside? 
Well, I know that revival is happening there on that Judean hillside because I see a people who are so aware of what is happening in the presence of the Lord and what God has done in their lives that they don't care about the encasements of organized religion anymore. They don't care about what is proper and right. The only thing that they care about is giving glory to whom glory is due and shouting Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. All they care about is pouring their praise out to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Mm. I brought notes, but they're useless at this point. They're, they're not concerned. They're not worried about what anybody's thinking. And, and here's, here's where revival comes. Revival comes when the people of God are so in tune with what is happening in the spirit and what God is doing in the midst that they're no longer worried about the criticism of the Pharisee. Because the Pharisees came along and said, Jesus, you got to make it stop. There's a, there's a spirit in this world that if we yield to it in this moment, it will recommend to the church of the living God that you standing on your feet, clapping your hands, and lifting your voices in praise to God needs to stop. But somehow or another, it needs to cease it and quiet down and find its place in, in some type of reform and refinery. But I want to tell you something. David danced before the Lord as the presence of God was being ushered into the city and they criticized him his wife did and David looked at his wife and said I can only tell you one thing I know where he brought me from and I know where he's taking me to and I will not be quiet and the next time it's gonna be even more undignified than it was this time I'm not here to play games I'm not here to play church I'm here to experience the presence of God and be filled to overflowing so that I can go out into this world and make a difference but they're there they're praising God the Pharisees come along they say listen this has got to stop this needs to cease this you need to be quiet you need to you need to kind of rein it in a little bit and you hey and Jesus said I'm telling you that if they stop praising the rocks are going to cry out. And I don't know about you today, church, but I don't want to I don't need no rock crying out for me because God has put breath in this body. God has given me strength and health today. I'll be like the psalmist who said, His praise shall continually be on my lips. Ha! We're not going to be quiet. You know what? You know what got you here this morning? I know what got you here this morning. I know what got you here this morning. You didn't come for the good coffee. Mm -mm. You didn't come for the great fellowship. You didn't come for the good music. And you certainly ain't here for a good sermon. You are here today pursuant of the life of God. Because Jesus said, I am come that you would have life and have it more abundantly. You didn't come here to fill up a Sunday morning. 
You didn't come here to fill up an obligation or a time slot because it's the appointed thing to do to time. But you came here to encounter Jesus in this place. Come on, did you come to encounter Jesus? I thought so. Stop, 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 stop. Let me. They're on the Judean hillside. The glory of God is falling. Healed and delivered people are testifying. Shouting praise to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords just like you are in this place right now joy is filling your heart joy unspeakable and full of glory the peace of God that passes all understanding is beginning to well up on the inside of you in the presence of Jehovah in this place right now right now and I want to ask you where did it all begin where did it all begin I can tell you where this Sunday celebration began this Sunday celebration began Monday morning this Sunday this Sunday celebration began Monday morning as your pastors and the team from this church begin to pray and begin to intercede and say God your people are going to gather in your name they're going to come hungry, oh God. Lord, and we don't want them to leave empty, but we want them to leave filled with the power of God. We want them to leave refreshed in the presence of God. We want them to leave encouraged by the word of God. We want them to leave this place different than they came. And it began on Sunday. It be, what is happening now on a Sunday began happening on a Monday. And all through the week, Plans were laid and phone calls were made and texts were sent and rehearsals were had. And, 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 and people all through this week have been laboring together and believing God for greater things. Because we serve the God who can do exceeding abundantly above everything that we ask or think if we'll be available. But where did all of this Palm Sunday celebration find its genesis in Luke chapter 19? It began when Jesus looked at two of his disciples and said, I need you. I need you to go and loose a donkey for me. And bring him to me. Now I want to tell you church all week long my team. The team, the ministers of this church, the, the volunteers, the, everybody that puts their hand to the plow in this church all week long. We've just been fetching donkeys. We've just been fetching donkeys. And bringing them to Jesus. And saying, Lord, if by any means you can bring, you can take my humble offering 
and use it in some way to usher your presence before your people so that for a moment on a Sunday morning they can catch a glimpse of your glory and celebrate in your goodness and be refreshed and be restored then God I'm willing to fetch donkeys for you now here's the trouble in 2022 we don't have many people who are willing to fetch donkeys because brother Lee you know what they say Jesus says I need you to go get me that donkey and they say well maybe after I get my first speaking engagement I can start serving maybe maybe after I write my first book I can start serving maybe after you make me a board member I can start serving maybe after I get a full-time position at the church I can start serving but I don't feel called I just, I just don't feel like fetching donkeys as a part of my calling Jesus thank you see for so many people ministry is a it's a position it's a platform it's a microphone if I can't say something in the microphone then I must not be ministering but I want to tell you in its most rudimentary form ministry looks like a cup of cold water ministry looks like tearing the roof off <laughs> by whatever means necessary availing people around you to the presence of the Savior who is able to save and deliver and to heal and to minister in ways that we never can. I don't care what kind of genius you think you are. I don't care how eloquent you think you can speak. If we can just get people before the presence of the King, I'm telling you there can be more done in a moment in the Spirit. got here a few minutes before 7 a.m. Say, Pastor, what were you doing? It doesn't matter. I was fetching donkeys. A few minutes later, I heard the doors clank. And it was some of our media team come in. And you, and you know what they were doing? I don't know specifically what they were doing, but I know this. They were fetching donkeys. I came in at 8.30 and I gathered with a team of people in here who'd already been here for a long time. Some people have been standing out in the cold with, with pop signs to welcome people. They've been putting out flags. They've been blowing off sidewalks. They've been, they've been prepping golf carts to bring people up to the building. They've been, they've been rehearsing songs. They've been tuning their instruments. They've been, they've been prepping the kids' check-in and all these things. They've been preparing for the nursery and all this stuff. And you know what they were doing? fetching donkeys just just bringing something lowly and humble to Jesus and saying God I don't have much but God what I've got what I've got every ability that you've given me every skill every talent every bit of strength all of my energy God Lord I just give it to you 
God, if you want me to fetch a donkey, I'll fetch a donkey. If you want me to stand on the platform and sing, I'll stand on the platform and sing. If you want me in the nursery changing dirty diapers so a mama can come in here and have a few minutes of reprieve to worship Jesus and be restored and be refreshed to be able to go back home and love on that family, then God, that's what I'm willing to do because any way that I can, Lord, I want to be a means of transportation. I want to be some means of you getting in the lives of people all around this place today we've got donkey fetchers we've got palm branch wavers we've got roadway pavers and it's just people who in in humble servitude have come into this place today simply to say Jesus use me Oh, Lord, don't refuse me. Surely there's a work that I can do. Today, I want to challenge you, church. I want to challenge you with this thought. This this great eruption of praise that, that brought breakthrough. Let me tell you, when people begin to praise as they did there on the Mount of Olives that day, there begins to be breakthrough. Some of you, right, just in the last few minutes, you have experienced breakthrough in your life. You may have experienced healing in your body. You, you, you know in the word over and over again that, that the front line of battle is not the infantry, but it's the praise team. Because when we begin to praise the Lord, he goes before us and makes straight the pathways ahead of us he causes the walls of our Jericho to crumble he calls dead things back to life again he he resurrects things he he sets things free and that is what happens in the presence of Jesus and some of you have found that today and I can think of nothing no more selfish than to come in this place, experience such a thing, leave, go and congregate around the table at our favorite restaurant or in our houses and say, oh my, didn't we just have a wonderful time in the Lord's house today? But have no regard for providing a means for other people to experience what we have experienced. Can I tell you something today, church? There, is, there are specific calls. There, there are calls that I am called to serve in the capacity of pastoring and shepherding the local church. That's my call. Sean's called to drum. Pastor Trey's called to exhort people through worship and, and leading teams of doing that. And, there, there are specific calls for, as those such, for such a time as this calls. But then there are general calls. There are general calls of God that none of us as believers can look to pass off to someone else and say, well, that's what they do. That's what the pastor does. That's what the deacon does. That's what the worship leader does. That's what the kids pastor does. Every one of us 
in some way or another are called to be donkey fetchers. It's not the most glamorous thing in the world. Nobody may ever know your name. Nobody may ever recognize your contribution, but that's not the important thing. Because as John said, it's not about people recognizing your name. John said, I must decrease that he might increase. And if I need to humble myself, if I need to humble myself from this pulpit and go serve in the kids' ministry, then God give me that grace. If I need to humble myself from anything else that I do to do something else that I think is beneath, then the major, major, major distinction in the book of 1 Corinthians, Paul writes and says that the Spirit of the Lord has distributed to each one gifts according to his own will and purpose. And his intention is not for you to set on those, but for you to be faithful in dispatching those duties why so that other people as so many already have today you know somebody for you to come to Jesus somebody fetched a donkey somebody took their coat off and paved the way Somebody waved a palm branch not for themselves to be seen but to call attention that the king is here. And he so desperately, as a matter of fact, the king is here and he's on the way to a cross to give himself so that the gulf between you and fellowship with him can be bridged and you can live together with him in fellowship with joy and peace. In the year the king is I died sitting on a throne high and lifted up and the train of his robe filled the temple above it stood two seraphim each one had six wings with two he covered his face with two he covered his feet and with two he flew and they cried one to another and said holy 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 is the lord of hosts the whole earth is full of his glory and the posts of the doors were shaken by the voice of him who cried out and the house was filled with smoke so i said woe is me for i am undone I'm a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the Lord of hosts. And then one seraphim flew to me having in his hand a live coal which he had taken off with the tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips and your iniquity is taken away and your sin is purged. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us and I believe today in this fast paced high tech world that we live in 
Jesus is simply asking to the to his church look would you just go loose that colt and bring him to me would you be the means would you avail yourself your talents your gifts would you leverage those so that I can be ushered into the lives and the presence of other people listen we have any number of ways for you to serve to get involved here at Faith Assembly Church and subsequent to this message today you're going to receive a follow up email text message, Instagram, Facebook Snapchat, Slack, YouTube We're going to get it to you somehow, but it's a brand new web page. And it has listed, it's going to have listed on it dozens of ways for you to get involved. And every one of those ways, understand this because I can, I can illustrate for you, I can illustrate for you the power of cleaning the toilet in relation to our efforts on Sunday morning to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not going to do it here and now, but if you want to see me afterwards, I'll be glad to explain that to you. Because I am not the only one in this place, Pastor Lisa is not the only one in this place who preaches the gospel. Every Sunday morning, there are scores of people who come into this place who have fetched a donkey and they just want Jesus to sit on it and usher him into the lives of other people and I want you to join us in that effort we're a growing church there is so much more for us to do I believe with all my heart that nothing that we have seen transpire over the last few weeks even compares to what God wants to do moving forward and I beg you today because not because we need it because God's going to provide I, I, we are not hamstrung by anyone's reluctance Jesus said I will build my church and understand the, the weight of this this morning this is not something that you we want you to do that we would love for you to do although we would honestly this is something we get to do it's an opportunity we get to serve we get to be the means by which other people encounter Jesus say pastor you don't know what you're talking about the word says where two or three are gathered in his name there he is in the midst of them you know what there's a there's a little bit of a clause three are gathered in his name in availability availability to the presence of the lord and because right now all over this land there are millions who are gathered right now supposedly in the name of Jesus but they're not open to the Lord and they're not open to the move of the Holy Spirit and Jesus hadn't been there in decades that's why they're about those in the doors because Jesus didn't promise 
to build an organization. Jesus sustained our rituals and habits. But he promised that as we follow the cloud of the Spirit and we are led by him and we will yield ourselves to him to be used in ministry, that he's going to build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I don't know about you, but I want to be on the team. I, I love a winner. Don't you love a winner? And, and Jesus is our champion. He's already conquered. All he needs is for us to get up and help pave the way. Help means for other people to experience him. And I want to challenge you. Don't hoard up all your talents and use them for yourself. No. Give your efforts to Jesus. Humble as it may seem. All of that great celebration on the Judean hillside. Start two men who at their master's call went and fetched a donkey. That's it. That's it. I want you to stand all over this place right now. I believe in this room right now that the spirit of the Lord, as he did in Isaiah's great vision, To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? And who shall go for us? And I believe the Spirit of the Lord is just waiting right now. Waiting right now with ears trained in this room. Of someone, anyone, who will say, here am I, Lord use me God I'll, I'll be a donkey fetcher I'll be a pathway paver I'll be a palm branch waver I'll do whatever I can to make people aware of your triumphal entry into our presence Jesus use me we hope you enjoyed this inspirational message today. If you would like more information about Faith Assembly, please visit us on the web at faith-assembly.org. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you have a blessed day.